Was this JFK Jr.'s best friend? Is this the Rocky of the dog world? Why does this breed walk on the backs of sheep? Is this breed known as the messiest spaniel? Can this dog sneeze backwards? God bless you. Dogs 101 celebrates man's best friend. Today, the Canaan, the Dogo Argentino, the Australian Kelpie, the Clumber Spaniel, the Japanese Chin. But we start with a dog that played buck on Married with Children. The Briard. It looks like a shaggy dog. I'm thinking Muppet, Puppet, Hippie. But it's a hard-working brainiac from France. Think you've never seen one? Think again. Tramp from My Three Sons was a Briard. And Stinky starred with Dharma and Greg. And yes, Al Bundy's dog Buck was a Briard as well. And it's said that Thomas Jefferson was the first American to bring the dog back into the United States. So where's this pooch from? France, of course. History says this breed dates back to the 8th century. Briards are one of the two best things to come from the Brie region of France, the other being Brie cheese. And the Briard was indispensable during World War I when they helped find the wounded. Despite near extinction during battle, these doggies survived, and little by little, the breed came back better than before. But it didn't really have sort of cosmetic appeal. So in order to re-establish the breed, both the Beauceron and the Barbet are believed to have been used to refine the Briard. The first lovable quality for the Briard is its lush full coat, with a short inner layer and a longer outer layer. Next, they are born with double rear dew claws. Those little digits that are a little bit farther up the leg and the back. That help them pivot when herding sheep and cattle. And the Briard has a long defined J-shaped tail. They have a tail that curves into a little hook or a J and it's called a crochet. That doesn't start developing until about six or eight months of age. Meet the Cobbs, a typical American family. I'm Kaylee. I'm Karen. I'm Chris. I'm Bryson. A dad that goes off to work. I'll see you tonight. Good night, baby. A mom who is harried, juggling kids' schedules and housework. But Karen has a secret weapon. Norm is a 20-month-old Briard. And just like most Briards, he is super smart and loves to make his family happy. He's like the smartest dog ever. Right from the beginning, I knew Norman was special. He wanted to train all day long. He never got tired. He just wanted to please so bad. Go get the clicker. The most important trick we taught him, I think, was getting the remote control. Norman, shut the door. Good job. And the best part is that he wipes his feet at the front door. That's right. He helps out around here by closing doors and wiping his feet. Every morning begins with Norm putting his toys away. Norman, get your toy. Good boy. Put it away. My dog picks up his toys so we don't have to. He even wipes his mouth after drinking water. Dry your face, Norman. Dry it again. Good boy. And while Karen has taught him a bunch, the kids are the real trainers. They began driving lessons with their kitty car when Norm was just a pup. Four times one. Yes. And check this out. Norman even helps with math. What's the square root of 16? Yes, good boy. 
Think he's pretty amazing? So do the neighborhood kids. I love Norton because he's a star. He's now ready to present his biggest trick yet to the local kids. You saw that right. Norman can ride a scooter. Norman loves playing up to the crowd. He's a real ham, and when there's people there, especially if they're clapping, you see his tail really start wagging, and he really starts playing it up. I've never seen a dog that can do all this. How did he learn to do it? Norman would watch whatever the kids were playing with and then decide he wanted to try it also. So he put his paws on the handlebars, and we just kind of pulled him around, and he had great balance. He just hung on there and loved it. So we decided to teach him how to push with his foot, and he just took off from there. He just really enjoyed the ride. Norm is not only a star here in the neighborhood. He's got over 3,000 friends on Facebook already. And while everyone knows Norman is super famous, it's not going to go to his head. After all, for the Cobbs, it's just another day in the life of an average dog who rides a scooter. Good night, Mommy. Good night, Daddy. Good night, Kaylee. Good night, Bryson. Good night, Norman. So if you want a super dog like Norm, make sure you have the room and the time to devote to him. Briards are generally healthy, but some breed lines develop bloat. Where the stomach fills up with gas and twists. With this much hair, grooming is important, so a good brushing every day will help prevent mats and tangles. As far as training goes, they are super smart and therefore trainable. But most importantly, they should be socialized early. And as beautiful as these dogs are, remember, Briards need attention. A Briard will make an excellent family dog. In general, a Briard is best suited to live in a place with space. They are generally healthy but have some hereditary problems. It is important to maintain their coat with daily grooming. And they're trainable. So overall, the Briard can be a good pet that loves to be included in everything. Good boy. A dog cool enough to be JFK Jr.'s best friend. Smart enough to be man's battlefield buddy. And the first dog to sniff out landmines. But behind these adorable eyes, the canine might be the canine missing link. The ancestors of the canine dog are believed to date back to pre-biblical times. Canaan is the ancient name for modern Israel. Images of the dog adorn 4,000-year-old tomb paintings, making it one of the world's oldest breeds. But after the Romans dispersed the Israelites, the Canaan survived for nearly two millennia. Forgotten by all, but nomadic desert peoples known as Bedouins. The Bedouin people in Israel still use the Canaan dog to herd sheep and help guard their families. Unlike wolves, these desert dogs are not entirely wild, preferring to live close to people. Some scientists think this is how the human-dog relationship began. The Canaan dog is a natural breed unchanged by human intervention. Like all primitive dogs, the Canaan's square body is as long as it is tall. They look athletic, but they're not very stocky. In fact, they're, they almost err on the side of being slim. The Canaan is part of the Spitz family that includes the Siberian Husky, Chow Chow, and Akita. 
Like their cold weather cousins, canines have a double coat, helping the dog deal with desert extremes by trapping air. And trapping air gives you insulation against the heat in the summer and also insulation against the cold of the nights. Pointed wolf-like ears make this dog the perfect early warning system. The canine has very erect ears and it's a very intense expression. At birth, canines weigh one pound. Floppy ears grow pointed and hearing more acute around five weeks. Pups reach full height after just eight months. But unlike the average dog that takes around a year to mature, canines take three years to fill out, a growth cycle closer to wolves than dogs. There are only about 2,000 domestic canine dogs worldwide, making it one of the rarest breeds. So when David Kowalski decided to bring a canine into his home, he knew finding one wasn't going to be easy. I plan to go to whatever lengths were necessary to find the right dog. For David, finding the right dog means journeying from his home in Massachusetts all the way to Israel to meet Myrna Shibboleth, a behaviorist and Canaan expert living outside of Jerusalem with her family and some of the cutest Canaan puppies around. Like this one, who's about to become part of David's family. They're just an absolutely amazing dog. The more you know about them, the more you know about what a dog is. Myrna is pioneering efforts to increase the number of domestic canines worldwide. And besides placing pups in homes like David's around the world, Thank you. It's been a, been a wonderful experience. she's also trying to preserve this ancient breed's genetic line. You could call it a wild dog, but it's a dog. And as a dog, it has a natural tendency to want to associate with people. Myrna's mission today is to go to Israel's Negev Desert, where nomadic Bedouin tribes have lived here with Canaan's for thousands of years, to bring back purebred Canaan puppies and expand the domestic breeding stock. We're looking for dogs that we can potentially use for future breeding. We try and build up a friendly contact with the Bedouins because there is no way that we ourselves could ever catch one of these dogs. We go to Bedouin areas that are as remote as possible. To abide by Bedouin custom, Myrna travels with a male escort, Yigal, a fellow Canaan enthusiast. And they pay a complimentary visit to Salam, the chieftain of this clan. A Bedouin in the desert cannot live without dogs. I think the Canaan is the best dog in the world. For the Bedouin, the dog is a tool that they need for their kind of life to help them survive. They don't pet them. They don't let them come into the house. But they very much respect them. To find puppies, Myrna consults the local experts, the children. The kids report there may be some at a nearby camp. It's becoming harder and harder to find them. After hours of searching, Myrna and Yigal finally catch a break. This camp has puppies. But when Myrna sees the mother, she has second thoughts. They're mixed breeds and not pure canons, so they'll stay here in the village. Myrna may not have found puppies, but today's trip does have a big silver lining. 
a common interest in Canaan's, is bringing together at least some people in this conflict-ridden part of the world. I think they appreciate that we respect them and we are able to work together and understand each other. The dogs bring people together, which is a good thing. Meanwhile, a world away in Massachusetts, a family is coming together to greet their latest addition. Welcome home, Rena. David and daughter Alana choose a Hebrew name with a special meaning for this little Canaan. We settled on, on Rena. It means joy. It means uh, bright light. And that's exactly what she brought to us. Whether prowling the desert or a backyard, the Canaan is an explorer. You wouldn't want this dog to get bored because it would get very destructive. Canaans like to think for themselves and can challenge trainers. Few hereditary health issues are known in this hardy breed. The double coat sheds but needs minimal grooming. The Canaan will bond tightly to a family that knows how to handle this active dog. In general, the Canaan thrives in an open, active setting, is a hardy, healthy breed, sheds seasonally, and is very trainable, but has a strong independent streak, and will make a great family dog for experienced owners. He's a very special dog. You know that when he loves you, it's because you're a special person. Meet a dog known for the chin spin. Many Japanese chin will stand on their hind legs and spin around. Oh, look, my dog is doing the chin spin, and the dog's like, yeah, let's have some more of this. Go, Marshall, go! And they do the snizzle. <laughs> the snizzle is a reverse sneeze. They have a shortened nose, so they have like a post-nasal drip that they're trying to swallow. Sounds like something Snoop Dogg made up, right? I think they do the, the schnizzle faux shizzle. Now let's get serious. This is one regal pooch, bred for the sole purpose of warming the laps of Chinese aristocrats and accompanying the ladies of the imperial palace. Oh, to be a Japanese chin. And despite the name, they're not from Japan. Most experts believe the Japanese chin originated in China and came to Japan in 520 AD with Zen Buddhist monks. In Japan, the word chin means royalty, so the Japanese aristocrats appropriately named their prize pooch Japanese chin. It's a small dog, but the head is quite large, with a short, broad muzzle and prominent eyes. They have big, beautiful, round eyes set very wide apart. And this dignified dog has a high-set tail that carries up over their back with long, heavy feathering. Their luxurious coat is single-layered, long and silky. It takes anywhere from two to five years to come in fully. And it's those luxurious locks that inspire Japanese chin owner Kathleen Sepulveda to dive headfirst into the wild and wacky world of creative dog grooming. Creative grooming is just dog groomers gone wild. It's an art form that started in the 80s, but in the last few years, it's taken the dog grooming world by storm. Groomers trim and scissor dogs into outrageous zany shapes and enhance their designs with pet-friendly, non-toxic vegetable dyes. 
The dogs, they just love the attention. That's really what this is all about. Kathleen owns several beloved gins, but keeps Stafford close to her heart. Stafford, mm, he's special. Stafford, a retired show champion, loved being the center of attention. So Kathleen started creatively grooming him for charity events. And now that he's colored, you just see him come to life. Good boys. Let's go Tonight, work. Stafford and his chin pals will be strutting their stuff for one of their biggest charity shows yet, a Japanese chin and drag queen fashion show. You heard that right. This is a first ever. The club is excited. The dogs are phenomenal. So tonight we're hoping to raise an awful lot of money for my favorite rescue, JC Care, which is our Japanese chin rescue organization. And several rescue chins are already underway with their transformations at Kathleen's grooming salon. That looks great. Yeah. The non-toxic temporary color is applied to clean, dry fur. And really, really for intricate patterns, groomers use stencils and fill them in using a manual airbrush called a blowpen. He's gonna look like a tiger today when we're done with him. For fine lines and detail work, groomers use airbrushes. Basically all I'm using is food coloring and lemon, and the lemon helps the color to dry really fast. Kathleen only uses store-bought organic vegetable dyes made specifically for coloring pets. It's perfectly safe. These products are made so that the dog's skin and coat isn't affected by it. But don't try this at home. This should only be done by professionals because we are trained. You're very pretty. I like you. The dogs, they don't know what color you put on them. They just know you did something special. The chins are rinsed and blown out, and the transformations are complete. Now it's showtime. How are you doing? We're here tonight for our doggy and drag fashion show. I love the Japanese chins. A few last-minute touch-ups. You need a little bling bling, huh? And the doggy and drag queen extravaganza for JC Care begins. First up, Pretty in Pink. She is the most beautiful chin. Next up, Lips Galore. He is a force to be reckoned with. And the crowd can't seem to get enough of these dynamic doggy and drag queen duos. All the proceeds from tonight's ticket sales will go straight to Japanese Chin Care Rescue. And finally, Stafford takes to the stage. Stafford. Stafford and Lady Gaga look fabulous. The doggy drag show was a huge success. We have raised $1,000 for JC Kurt. Stafford's night to shine. The show was just incredible. Look at her, she's so excited. <laughs> Stafford was by far my favorite dog. Fabulous. If you're thinking of bringing a Japanese chin like Stafford into your life, here are some things to know. Unlike other toy breeds, they don't bark very much. So they're ideal for apartment life. Japanese chins have a life expectancy of 10 to 12 years. Health issues include heart murmurs and sensitivity to heat. Because it's a brachycephalic breed where it has the flattened-in face, can overheat very easily. Don't let this luxurious coat scare you. They don't require that much grooming, probably once or twice a week. Your best bet for training a Japanese chin is to start early and be consistent. 
Affectionate and devoted, the Japanese Chin makes a wonderful family companion. Where's the cookies? So, in general, most Japanese Chins are quiet. It's a generally healthy dog, but can overheat easily. Give them a good brushing twice a week. When socialized early, Chins are highly trainable, and they make wonderful family pets. What does Eva Perón, Che Guevara, and this dog breed have in common? Argentina erected statues in honor of all three. Bred to hunt wild boar, this dog might be the most muscular canine in all of Dogville. If Dogo was a person, it would be Rocky. It's the Dogo Argentino, built like a Mack truck and because of its fighting heritage, surrounded by controversy. In many countries, they're banned the United Kingdom, Australia, New Zealand, Iceland. The Dogo came to the U.S. in the 1970s, but it's the only dog that originates from Argentina. The Dogo is revered for its ability to navigate this country's diverse terrain. But when it comes to history, there is no pooch with a larger family tree. In the 1920s, Antonio Norris Martinez wanted to create a versatile canine. They started with the now-extinct Fighting Dog of Cordoba and added the Pointer, the Boxer, the Great Dane, the Bull Terrier, Bulldog, the Irish Wolfhound, the Dog de Bordeaux, the Great Pyrenees, and the Spanish Mastiff. It took 25 long years, but in the end, they had a dog that was very majestic looking, super powerful. If you're lucky enough to see one of these beautiful dogs, they're easy to identify. Just look for the striking white coat be all white is so that they would be easier to see when they were hunting. The wide curved tail helps the dogo's agility while chasing prey. Long elastic neck folds that slide across the muscle protect the dogo's throat when it's tangled up with a wild animal. So the dogo has a very unique dental arch and it's a square shape instead of round. The dogo's front teeth line up in a straight line creating more surface area per bite, landing more tooth on whatever the dog targets. This helps the dogo maintain a strong grip on anything it catches. Antonio Norris Martinez created a dog with amazing strength and loyalty. But the torch has been passed to his grandson, Dr. Ulysses DeAndrea Norris. Ulysses, his wife Carolina, and his friends frequent the farm to ensure his grandfather's dream of the perfect canine breed is alive and well. When I have dogos at my home, I feel very protected. The proof is in the pudding when on one fateful day in 2008, a dogo named Morocho showed them how successful their breeding efforts had been. About three years ago, Jolie and Sophie, my eldest daughter, went down to the fig tree to pick up some figs. Yoli and Sophie loved spending time at the fig tree, and they both knew the best figs are on the highest branches. On that fateful day, without thinking twice, Yoli climbed into the fig tree in search of her favorite fruit. But what she found was far more dangerous than figs. She saw a, a puma cougar. The puma, or mountain lion, is one of the largest predators in South America, weighing upwards of 180 pounds. 
This stealth hunter could easily kill both girls. Stricken with fear, Yoli quickly tried to get down from the tree, but in her haste, she slipped and fell. When I saw the puma, I was really scared. As fast as they could, the girls sprinted towards the farm with the puma in hot pursuit. Luckily, the girls were not alone. At their side was a 90-pound bundle of guarding instinct, their trusted dogo, Morocho. Morocho started fighting with the puma. Yoli's father, Tomas, heard the girls screaming and went running to investigate. Thinking it was a snake, I went running. I raced to them as fast as I could. As Tomas approached, he realized it was no snake. As he got close, he saw Morocho. Miraculously, he was still alive, but badly injured. Then, Tomas noticed a dead puma a few feet away. Tomas picked up Morocho and brought him to the farm. Over the next 10 days, Morocho was nursed back to health. After that attack, Morocho became a hero here. If it wasn't for Morocho, we would be hurt. Morocho has a special place in our heart because he's our protector. Gracias, Morocho. Thanks to his incredible strength, Morocho and the girls are still alive today, and the families are forever grateful to have Morocho on the farm. The dogo needs an environment with plenty of space to run. They need activity to keep them stimulated. The dogo's fur should have a satin feel. Weekly brushing is enough to maintain their beautiful short white coat. The dogo does not have many of the health issues commonly seen in large breeds, but beware. Dogos, like Dalmatians, do tend to suffer from pigment-related deafness. It's caused by a hereditary anomaly. Dogos are trainable, but lots of exercise and mental stimulation are necessary for this canine to thrive. Although intimidating, the dogo can be a great family dog. In general, the dogo likes a warm climate with plenty of space to explore. They are generally a healthy breed, but do suffer from some deafness. They only need a weekly brushing. Training early and often is a must, and the dogo can be great with an experienced dog family. Each breed is wonderful in its own way, but some dogs get top marks for artistic talent. That's why we're honoring these pups with a segment all their own. It's time to meet today's Wonder Dog. OK Go is an LA-based band known for quirky dance videos, but one day they got the wacky idea to use their best friends, dogs, as backup dancers. Dogs being sort of the, our favorite thing in the world anyways, it just seemed obvious. They gathered five dogs in a backyard and figured out which track from their new record resonated. And White Knuckles was the winner. We just sort of watched to see which songs made the dogs feel like their natural movements just running around the yard felt like they like, like a dance. Instead of forced tricks, everyday doggy movements like running and jumping inspired the final choreography. Get dogs doing what dogs like to do but in some kind of sync, so that it has a greater structure, it looks like dancing. After a month of training, it took two weeks and 128 takes in a warehouse in Oregon to get the perfect continuous take. To keep everything in time, the trainers worked hard off-screen, but most impressive was the dedication of the dogs. One of my two dogs is in the video, Bunny Carlos. 
Lead singer Damien Kulash's dog, Bunny, was previously untrained, but wowed everyone with her focus. Bunny is like, look at the cheese ball, look at the cheese ball. That was her wonder dog moment. It took 14 previous shelter dogs and 12 trainers to make this one-of-a-kind video. Now these wonder dogs have over 9.5 million hits on YouTube. They were truly wonder dogs. Meet the Clumber, big, beautiful, loaded with personality. As the stockiest of all spaniels, Clumbers can weigh as much as 85 pounds. That's almost 10 times the size of an English toy, the smallest of the spaniel breeds. I think a lot of people would look at a Clumber Spaniel and if they didn't know better, they might think it was a Cocker Spaniel that had made a few too many trips to the buffet line. Clumbers are relatively rare, with only 200 puppies registered each year in the U.S. By comparison, there are almost 60,000 golden retrievers registered. Legend has it a French nobleman smuggled his whole kennel of hunting dogs to England so they would escape slaughter during the French Revolution. They ended up with the Duke of Newcastle, who named the breed for his 4,000-acre estate called Clumber Park. There's a lot of royalty uh, involved with the development and the history of this breed. So how did this royal breed evolve? It started with the now extinct Alpine Spaniel, crossed with a Basset Hound, and later bred with a Bernese Mountain Dog. They have the ability to track like a hound, but to hunt like a Spaniel. Most clumbers have thick, fluffy coats that are 90% white. When the clumber Spaniel puppy's born, it's all white, and they would develop the cute little orange lemon freckling and spots by about three months of age. Adult clumbers have big, droopy jowls and eyes. They almost look like they have a hangover all the time. Deb Molin got a clumber spaniel three years ago, but her dog, named Oma, is much more than a pet. Why? Because Deb is totally deaf. I fell in love with a clumber spaniel. I saw a picture of one when I was a kid. And while most people associate service dogs as assisting the blind, 10% of them are actually trained to help the hearing impaired. I think the difficulty that hearing impaired people would experience is just not knowing what's going on around you. When Deb, who can read lips, told people she wanted a clumber as a service dog, she was met with a lot of resistance. A lot of people told me that a clumber spaniel would not make a good service dog. They were too lazy independent. Joan McCoy from an organization called Can Do Canines accepted the challenge and is helping to train Oma to be Deb's ears. Deb and Oma have a good relationship and I love to see that. That just warms my little trainer's heart. Is she reliable waking you in the morning? She tends to get me up and then she goes back to bed. <laughs> yeah. When Oma hears the alarm, she lets Deb know it's time to wake up. When the phone rings, Deb can't hear it, but Oma can. She nudges Deb, then leads her to a device that allows deaf people to communicate with their caller. Oh, good dog. When she gets over here to where I am, ask her to sit. 
And when the smoke detector sounds, Good dog. Show mama. Oma touches Deb, then leads her to the alarm. I believe that Deb has definitely proven the naysayers wrong. I think Oma is a delightful service dog. Oma is a major part of the family. She always will be. If you want a clumber and don't happen to have a 4,000-acre estate in England, don't worry. Clumbers can do fine in an apartment. They just need opportunity to exercise. Clumbers can be susceptible to hip dysplasia and sometimes eye problems. Because of the long back, they can have disc disease. And because of their eyes, they can have problems where the lids roll excessively inwards or outwards. While the clumber has an incredibly soft and pretty coat, get ready for some hard work. I think the thing that is most challenging is taking good care of their ears and their feet. Perhaps it's their British ancestry, but adolescent male clumbers can sometimes be described as hooligans, raiding countertops, fridges, and even high chairs. Clumbers can be great companions and family pets. As cute as they are, they drool and they snore. So carry a towel, earplugs. To recap, the clumber spaniel needs significant exercise. They have several health problems to keep an eye on and need regular grooming. Even with early and consistent training, they can still be a little devilish. But they are smart, cuddly, and tremendously loyal. Cute little baby. Need to get a job done? Call an Australian Kelpie. Okay, mate. Good day, mate. This lively breed is hardwired for hard work. There are more than 100,000 Kelpies working farms down under and thousands working in North America. It's one of the working dogs that is still doing the job they were bred for many years ago today. But like all great workers, the clever Kelpie combines determination with brains in a signature move called sheepbacking where they'll move a flock by actually running across the backs of the herd. This breed has a superior ability to balance. The Australian Kelpie was bred in the mid-1800s to work the harsh, hot landscape of Australia's merino sheep fields. They were so good at it that the old-timers say that Australia was built on the back of the Kelpie. Their family tree includes short-haired British and Scottish working collies, and according to some, a splash of Dingo, the Australian wild dog. The Kelpie's source of strength and stamina is easily seen in their physical characteristics. Their lean athletic body, slightly longer than tall, has a broad chest and firm hindquarters. And their double coat, which comes in a variety of colors, protects them from the elements with a dense undercoat and a weather-repellent outer coat. Kelpies are born with floppy ears that prick up to a fine point as they mature. And that balance? Well, that comes from their ears, too. The inner ear has a series of fluid-filled canals lined with hairs that send balance messages to the brain as they move. The super-sensitivity of the Kelpie ear transmits the messages quickly. And that excellent balance couldn't be more evident here on the coast of San Diego. Meet Abby, one of California's top surf dogs. But when Michael Wee first saw this Kelpie, hanging 10 was something neither of them could have fathomed. 
When I first met her, she was afraid of anything. Michael was only thinking about getting a dog when he saw eight-month-old Abby at a local shelter. She had been found near death on the roadside, but there was something special about her. There was definitely something in her eyes. There was this kelpie fire waiting to get out. Abby's fun-loving fearlessness revealed itself slowly as Michael began to socialize the shy dog. She was just at my side all the time. This slowly enabled her to trust me, but also see more of the world. Michael's world included sports, and lots of them. I knew she was special the minute we started doing sports together. It's like, take me on an adventure, let's go. A typical day includes running and maybe some mountain biking or sheep herding at a neighbor's farm. Just to get that urge out of her system. Abby also loves surfing. Every now and then she'll even spin around and kind of check out where I am. Our first big wave, she totally, totally wiped out. And she climbed back on the board. She's a Kelpie after all. And this extreme dog doesn't stop with surfing. From the mountains to the ocean, this fearless fun lover enjoys things that most dogs or owners wouldn't dream of. Abby is without a doubt the queen of extreme sports for dogs. The new sport on Abby's list, paragliding. That's right, paragliding. Paragliding is safe for dogs. You have to have three things. A qualified pilot, the right equipment, which is the harness, and the dog has got to want to do it. And Abby loves it. Before Michael takes off, Abby is strapped into a custom-made safety harness. And once in the air, she enjoys the ride. She's actually perched on my lap, looking at the sea cliffs. And I think she likes it because she can see all the ground squirrels in the sea cliffs. And what dog wouldn't love that? Of course, for Michael, it's something else. The bond that I have with Abby is, it's really special, it's really tight. There's this just natural connection that we have that we know we're both having a good time. Abby and I are a winning team. As you can see, there is never a dull moment with a Kelpie, as long as they can get their exercise, but they are not for apartments. As far as health, these are a hardy breed, but they do suffer from common ailments like hip dysplasia, luxating patella, and they can have a more serious hereditary condition called cerebellar abiotrophy, which leads to severe coordination problems. In the grooming department, they are pretty much wash and wear. But the time that you're saving on grooming, you're going to be spending extra time on training. Yes, because the Kelpie is so smart, it takes a focused owner who's not afraid to be the boss. For an active family, the Kelpie can make a good pet. Energetic and loyal, they also need plenty of mental stimulation to stay healthy. So in general, the Kelpie needs lots of exercise and is not an ideal apartment dog. They're pretty healthy, but be sure to check for cerebellar abiotrophy, a serious hereditary condition. Grooming is easy, but training will keep you on your toes. And they make great pets for an athletic family. What do you see? So to recap, the Briard is a big, fluffy, and smart French breed that helps soldiers in war and watches children at home. 
The Canaan is a primitive breed that is making the leap from the Israeli desert to American homes. The Japanese Chin is a lovable dog that was popular with royalty but did not come from Japan. The Dogo Argentino is the only breed native to Argentina. It's a loyal and protective guardian. The Clumber is much bigger than its other spaniel cousins. Some say his greatest skill is clearing kitchen countertops. The Kelpie is a hardy Australian breed, best known for walking on the backs of sheep. Remember, each individual dog is unique and may not conform to breed standards. If you are adopting a dog, do your homework and go to animalplanet.com dogs101 and choose your next best friend wisely.